Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode is called, What Are We Doing Here? On September 6, 2001, just five days before 9-11, Jim and I boarded a small propeller plane in Evansville, Indiana. After hopping over the Smoky Mountains, we landed in Atlanta an hour or two later. There we boarded a huge crowded Delta plane to go see our daughter and son-in-law in Los Angeles. Well, Jim sat in the window seat. I took the middle seat, and a young man who took the aisle seat next to me had a suntan that said he spent a lot of time outdoors. He also, obviously, spent a lot of time in a gym. In one ear, the ear I could see, he had five diamond-studded earrings and barbed wire tattoos circled his biceps. All of this told me his life was probably a lot more interesting than mine. I remember thinking that if he wanted to talk, that could be an interesting flight. I can't remember his name, so I'll call him Joe. The first thing he taught me was that he always ordered a vegetarian meal on the plane because the vegetarians got their meals first. He'd also brought a large bag of cashews, which he offered to share. Good food for planes, he said. He turned out to be a carpet layer from West Palm Beach. Two years earlier, his whole life had been changed at an Anthony Robbins motivational seminar. He said before that seminar, he didn't remember much about his early 20s, except that those years involved plenty of drugs, alcohol, and fights. But that seminar had changed his life. On this day, Joe was on his way to Hawaii for another seminar with his savior, Anthony Robbins. When I mentioned my faith, Joe patiently explained that he thought the Bible was fine, but he didn't think it applied to life today. Robbins, he said quite confidently, was like a new messiah. His teachings were going to change the face of the world. High over the Mississippi River, across the panhandle of Texas, over the Cascade Mountains, Joe spoke about his life and the joy he had discovered thanks to Anthony Robbins. When we got off the plane at LAX, he handed me his business card. We were new friends. Yet he left me off balance. How is it that a motivational speaker can cause such profound changes in a young life, while those of us who claim a connection to the source of all the power in the universe dare to lead lives that are uninspiring? While Anthony Robbins is still holding events, I looked him up on the internet. His next one is in West Palm Beach this November. By the way, today he's worth $600 million. I wonder if Joe's going to this event. That week in 2001, we had a wonderful visit with our daughter and son-in-law. On the day we were going to fly home, I woke up to find Jim staring at the TV screen. His first words were, I don't think we'll be going home today. We watched horrified as the Twin Towers burned. The trip home we had planned the night before was no longer possible. People were dying. 
There were no planes in the air anywhere. We spent the next few days in Los Angeles. I remember the uncertainty of those days. Would we even be able to get back to Indiana in the near future? Finally, the call came we had been waiting for. We had one of the first flights out of L.A. A few days later, we were waiting on the tarmac at the airport. No one was allowed near the terminal. Buses would take us from the parking lot to the terminal at the appropriate time. Until then, hundreds of us were packed onto the tarmac in the blistering heat with no shade. Finally, that first plane to fly back into L.A. after 9-11 flew right over our heads. An enormous cheer erupted. Life would go on. For those of us who witnessed 9-11, the greater question is this. Did it make any difference in the way we live? I did read somewhere that two differences happened everywhere right after 9-11. People were praying, not only in churches but in bars, just about everywhere, in homes, and even in Congress. The second thing? Well, restaurants noticed a large upswing in people ordering dessert. After all, if the world is crashing down around us, is anybody going to worry about fitting into skinny jeans next summer? That event did define many of our lives. Joe made me ask questions about how I'm living my faith. Am I living with such grace and commitment that others might want what I found? For those of us who call ourselves Christian, we probably need to do a little better. We'll have to have at least as much passion for the way of Christ as Joe had for the way of Anthony Robbins. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of Speeding Past 80.